Elsewhere in local news, the Chattanooga City Council approving an ordinance on Tuesday that would allow for more power removing homeless camps from certain areas of the city. According to the ordinance, nobody would be able to, quote, obstruct, vandalize, place, or cause to be placed any buildings, erections, depositories, fires, or other obstructions for private use, benefit, or profit upon any part or portion of the public bridges, culverts, critical infrastructure, or streets of the city. City Councilman Chip Henderson says, quote, this gives CPD more authority to remove homeless camps from under bridges and critical infrastructure. The mayor's chief of staff says not every city bridge will be labeled a critical piece of infrastructure. So does that mean there's already there's already loopholes to the ordinance? What does that mean? That always, I mean, you enforce and you don't enforce the same ordinance. I mean, that's that's the way they all are. Chief of Staff says no trespassing signs will be put up and the ordinance will be enforced in areas where trash buildup and pollution could be a public safety hazard. So here we have the never-ending back and forth between the homeless, city authorities, what to do with the homeless. Of course, homeless advocates will say, you know, putting up no trespassing signs and giving CPD, you know, giving CPD more authority to make arrests and tell them to move that's still not solving the problem oh you remember that uh, not addressing the issue during the campaign you know both the candidates uh, were were peppered with questions and i didn't realize you know i don't think i realized that it was uh, to the level of of consciousness that that the public saw it as a huge problem so so you know i learned too but uh, but they did they were peppered with questions about homelessness and what are you going to do about it mm. jack is online wanting us some comments about the homeless go ahead Gentlemen, I, I can't believe this is uh, really controversial, except for the homeless advocates. Um, I, I applaud this this step, but you got to ask, wh- why did they need a new ordinance to do these common sense type of things? You mean people are entitled to build fires where they want? They're entitled to just throw up uh, homeless shacks where they want, and they can't be arrested, but for this new ordinance? That's that's insane. Well, let's 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 go at it. Let's go at it this way, Jack. What do you do? Because I mean, the the candidates were asked too, and didn't seem to have real solid options here. So, what do you do with those people who don't have any place to go, and it's you know thirty one degrees outside or whatever? What do you do with them? All right. Well, number one, you have to accept that it's that that, that their plight is our responsibility, based on the way you ask that, that question. I don't accept that. Hmm. But number two. But number two, you don't um, you don't accommodate them without knowing what in the hell's going on. Why have they been rejected by their family, their friends, by everybody else, and, and they're out there? I don't know their stories. Well, um, do you think a police you, officer you, is supposed you to find know that more about them? And, and number three, why not set up some kind of uh, campground with food trucks? <laughs> the hell and gone out of the city. I mean, why why should people be clustering? This article in the paper was silent when it came to objections from business owners and people that are majorly inconvenienced downtown by them. The reporter didn't even bother to include anything like that. But in the old days, when we used to have uh, problems with the homeless panhandling, at least they had the integrity to talk to not just the homeless and the homeless advocates, but the people that whose businesses were impacted. Now it's all about what can we do for the homeless? Forget about it. Uh, send them packing. Clean uh, to where, make, though? Knock, knock, yeah. 
Knoxville's open for business. Nashville's open for business. <laughs> okay, well, then Knoxville will just send them back to Chattanooga. I mean, yeah. that's not a solution. Atlanta sent them up here. No, well, look, look, when Mayor Corker, Mayor Littlefield, uh, these, I can remember them saying when, when they landed grants, after the grant was received, we're going to cure homelessness now in Chattanooga. Yeah. 20 years ago, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, you're telling me, that, and these are really good politicians and, and very bright people. You're telling me that, that with their ineffectiveness, that somehow it's our responsibility now well, to take up the yeah. slack and fix it? Jack, we understand the, the frustration, and it is an issue that's been going on forever. But, I mean, look at well, the solution that you just proposed. I mean, busing them to Knoxville is not a solution. Yeah, <laughs> and, and grants and government stuff, yes. That means it is that is our our communicable responsibility they're going to be they're here they're going to be here i don't know maybe you're and guess what in every city yeah every city and some way worse than others i was going to say in every city worse now than it was 20 years ago exactly no question exactly there's no question every city so so do we need i mean under the the solution we were just talking about here with jack you know i mean do we need a department of cleaning up dead bodies then just we just say (laughs) screw you uh (laughs) you're you're not my problem but the dead body would be a problem because that would block traffic, so we'd have to have a Department of Cleaning of Dead Bodies. Texter here says, The problem is that so many of these people that you see out on the streets who are majorly inconveniencing the rest of us yeah. are so severely mentally ill that they can't function in normal society and they can't just go get a job. Most of them are uneducated, hearing voices, etc. There, there, there are some, and there are some off the meds. Yeah, so there and there are some that have addiction problems. Yes, yeah, and and those those people deserve help. Now, I, I admit that there are some that just don't want to work. No question. There are some that just right. you know what I'm in the system. Sure, I beat you. You go to work every day. You're going to die of a heart attack. I'm not. Whatever it is, there are some, but and, many many more have addiction problems to alcohol or drugs. Mental problems in general are off their meds. And Jack is right. It's a problem for business owners downtown. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for I mean, oh, yes. people parking downtown, too. So that's that's a huge issue, which is why it's a concern, because it's, it's a problem. No doubt about that. Jack's right about that. Texter says, why is Jack afraid of the homeless if he's so against them so much? Maybe he should open up his home and feed them and let them take a hot shower. Look, uh, people... Uh, the homeless issue. I mean, I get what the Chattanooga City Council is trying to do here. It's just it's uh, the old saying, more tools in the toolbox to to address this issue. But, um, you know, you can pass as many ordinances like this as you want. Ultimately, homelessness is a problem that cannot be solved easily. It can't be solved, period. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to yeah. be solved. Because, again, as, you know, as Jack pointed out, you know, you had... You had Corker, you had Littlefield, uh, right. you know, you had Andy Burke saying, we're going to solve homelessness. In fact, we declare that we're, we solved the homeless veterans problem in Chattanooga at one point in time, which made me shake my head and I could, uh, involuntary laughter came out, you know. Was, of course they didn't do that. I mean, you, you're not going to do that. 267-1023. Tim is on line one. Tim, welcome. Hey, this is changing pace just for a second, but... Uh... Y'all have the skinny on the traffic cameras on the S-curves on Hickson Pike. Uh, I got a speeding ticket a week or so ago, and somebody who's supposed to be in the know told me that that's an unenforceable, unenforceable uh, penalty, you might say, that the outside contractor that has the cameras 
doesn't have a contract with the city, so that that's not enforceable. No, I thought that, I thought that was the that, only one. That is the only one. Yeah. So understand that other the other cameras, as the mayor has told us, have been turned off because of the ruling uh, uh, a couple of years ago that you can't just have cameras in, in anywhere you want them. School zones and S curves are among those. Um, so so that one is enforceable, and the city owns those cameras as opposed to I think. I better check on that to see if it changed, but the city did own those cameras. Huh. They may have contracted out for mm-hmm. for that work at some point in time, but when they originally set them up because of the drag racing and the S-curves. So those are the only ones that are actually still operating. Um, uh, and, and that one is enforceable, and my son had to pay two on two successive days. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, bud. Just slow down in the S-curves. Slow down. Texter here says homelessness issues doesn't seem like it's just every city now, but every town. Every town and city all across the United States. Yeah, because we're talking about Ringgold, you know, and that's a town sure. as opposed to a large city. So it's not just large cities, no. Texter here says there's a guy sleeping on concrete in Hickson right now at 25 degrees. There's no help in Hickson either. No, and, 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 and <laughs> I see people... That also means it's 20 degrees cooler in Hickson than it is right now. Yeah, because it's, else, but. it's 44 degrees <laughs> here in the city of Chattanooga. Uh, but uh, well, I see. I see a guy. There's a reason, Jim. They call it the Mile High City. <laughs> so I see. I see a guy that I wonder is homeless quite a bit. You know, right around the ball fields. I don't know. I don't know. But I can. It looks can, that way. I can pick him out. I'll bet you can. because yeah, you do. Yeah. People don't did. know. Jr. works. You know. I mean, does volunteer did. work at the home? Did volunteer yeah. work for a long time at the home at the at the uh, community There's kitchen the there? So. Yeah, you you have some experience, some life experience with uh, that. Two six seven one zero two three. That's our telephone line. Lots of text messages here regarding the homeless issue uh, in Chattanooga. Are we sure the bottleneck is relocation of the homeless or more the cleanup cleanup process of these extensive nasty camps? Good luck getting folks making city wages to go clean up needles and trash and feces in a homeless camp. As far as homeless people goes, it's very hard to help somebody who refuses to help themselves in some form or fashion. I have always heard this, and I've experienced it personally in my own 52 years. That's a very true point. Um, No doubt. Now, look, a lot of these homeless people, when you say they refuse the help, uh, Jim, as you've seen in your work, this oftentimes goes back to mental health issues where... There's somebody homeless who does have mental health issues. They they do have friends and family somewhere in their life who repeatedly try to reach out and help them, and it just doesn't go anywhere. We used to get calls when, when I was volunteering there. You get calls from so-and-so, hey, have you seen so-and-so? And you could go through the book, and I could just say, well, he's checked his mail three days ago. That's all I know. I'm his mom. Could you put a note on the bulletin right. board mm. to call me? You know, mm-hmm. he can... We, he can come home, he can do this, or he, his meds are here, or whatever. And sometimes you just could not could not communicate, couldn't get hold of someone. So like, what do you, I mean, they're here. You can't arrest your way out of it because we don't have enough correctional officers or jail space, and they're going to be dangerous on the inside. You don't have, like I said, the corrections officers to deal with that. They don't have enough mental health services because we cut back on that. Yeah. But what do you do with the people that are here? Or what do you, I mean, they're, they're here and... They're, they're a problem. They're, I mean, they're a problem for business owners. They're a problem for other people. They're a problem for themselves. So what do we do? A lot of times they take them to Joe Johnson three days later. Yeah, you know, bingo. Because Joe Johnson doesn't have the space nope. either. So They do not. And it's not a popular thing because they're not a big voting block. Let's, no, I mean, they're let's not. Be honest. That is so, exactly. No, that's true. This that's is true. not my constituency. So, you know, but that restaurant owner is that has the guy sleeping sure. on his, his bench overnight. 
Yep, and that's a problem for that restaurant. Uh, and, no and, and, a, and a legitimate problem. Yep. And a fair problem. Yeah. Yep. Texter here says, I used to go downtown quite frequently. I don't anymore because of the homeless and the panhandlers. My ex-husband was stabbed by a panhandler. Holy crap. That he didn't give money to. I have uh, not, I've not been intimidated anytime recently by panhandlers downtown, but I don't go as much as I used to either. I just I got yeah. other things to do. There's more and more uh, on, on street corners now. Yeah, and I mean, not just downtown. Yeah, Every, right. You go on Gun Barrel Road, it's, right. it's, it's everywhere. Right. That, yeah. that, that, that was never an issue 10 years ago. But now, you know, there's, there's four or five street corners on, on mm-hmm. Gun Barrel. It's not every day. Good point. It's not just downtown. Good point. No. Uh, David is on line one. David, welcome. Hey, morning. Yeah, we've got a big homeless problem out here too. But you know, I think the current problem that you're seeing is because they got rid of the eviction protection, and the epidemic is still going on. So the idea that uh, we've got to do the eviction protection again. And we've got to give, get back to doing those weekly stipends. Until these rat GOPs, I mean, they are filthy rats that want to keep an epidemic going. No masks, no vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And they, they're dragging this thing on and on and on and on, and then they cut people off. I well, mean, what did I hear the other day where they want to actually, if you refuse to get vaccinated, you're going to get unemployment. But if you do get vaccinated, you're not eligible for Well, David, let me let me jump in here because yeah. thank I totally... For, thank you for calling from San Francisco and weighing in on Chattanooga's homeless problem. I completely agree with you about, uh, first of all, the, 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 the issue of Americans dragging on the pandemic is as frustrating and stupid to me as it is to you. Homelessness, though, <laughs> this is an issue that transcends oh, the pandemic. Yeah, way yeah, before homelessness there was a pan- Yes. It's been yes. around for decades, and you know... And the wild thing about homelessness is, I've observed this with my own eyes, with all the traveling that I've done around the world, in most other regions of the world, you have much more generous social democratic policies in place. Uh, you know, you go, to, you go to a country like Germany, if you go to a country like France, if you go to a country like Spain, they have much more generous programs, government programs to help out the homeless because they just spend more money on social programs than we do in the United States. And the thing is, though, David, there's still homeless people all over the place. I mean, the European cities that I've traveled through, the problem is way worse than it is in the United States. I'll never forget uh, traveling through cities like Berlin, Germany, Hamburg, Germany. And again, these are countries that have very, very, very well-funded social programs in place for homelessness and for hunger. And they still, the cities are crawling with homeless people. Anywhere where you have a big city with a big city population and a lot of people and a high cost of living, you're going to find homelessness. It doesn't matter if it's a red state, blue state, Democratic city, Republican city. It doesn't make a difference. They have homeless people in Omaha, Nebraska. They have homeless people in Miami, Florida. They have homeless people in Bismarck, North Dakota. They have homeless people everywhere. You're just going to find it. It's a problem that exists everywhere. You know, and bussing them somewhere else is not a solution. No, it is not. <laughs> and that was our thing. For a long time, we just put them on a bus to Atlanta. That's really shocking, too, Jim. I, I've been doing, you know, because we've been getting a lot of text messages about the busing programs. And oh, yeah. Folks, if you read up on that, this has long been one of the solutions that every city has. We'll, we'll just offer them a Greyhound <laughs> ticket exactly. to somewhere else. That's been going on for decades, too. 
and it's a huge part of the problem. Uh, you know, Omaha, Nebraska takes their homeless and they ship them out to San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco takes their homeless, puts them on a plane to Honolulu. Honolulu then puts them on a plane back to Alaska. <laughs> I mean, this is this is not a solution, and it's been going on for decades. Yeah. Sterling is on line one. Sterling, welcome. Good morning. How you doing, guys? We're doing good. How about you? I'm okay. Well, I watched all of the uh, memorials about, uh, you know, honoring Pearl Harbor and the sacrifice December 7th, 1941. But it t- what I got to say ties back into the gentleman who called earlier about the statues earlier in the 6 o'clock hour, you know, and, and, and statues of, of heroes and, and history. Well, out of all of the honorable mentions I heard yesterday during Pearl, about Pearl Harbor, no one mentioned Doris Dory Miller. And a brief history about Doris Dory Miller, he was an African-American sailor who worked in the laundry room aboard the USS Virginia. And back during those times of segregation, he, uh, African-Americans and people of color were not allowed to serve in combat roles. Well, in passing, Doris Dory Miller the mechanics of the 50 caliber anti-aircraft uh, gun aboard the USS Virginia. On that fateful day in December, he, when he heard the gunfire, he hesitated. He thought about the law and not being able to serve alongside other uh, his counterparts who didn't look like him. Well, he threw the law out of the window, and he banned that gun, and he shot that gun for 15 minutes straight. Well, in wartime hours, it seemed like three hours, I'm sure. So when you talk about statues, you don't want to see a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest, a man who fought vigorously to keep people who look like me in bondage. You want to see a story or a statue of a story of a man who fought to defend land that is just as much his as anyone else and fought to defend a people who would not accept it. So those are the kinds of statues and stories we want our youth and future generations to remember. So with that, I'll hop off of here. You guys have a great day. Thank you, Sterling. Jim, you were about to say something. I was going to say, amen. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I've got no problems, no objections with that. 267-1023, 267-1023, still getting lots of text messages here on the text line regarding the homeless problem. Uh, good morning, guys. When I was living in California, it was either L.A. or San Francisco that bought one-way tickets and put some of their homeless people on planes. Headed to Hawaii, they figured the weather would be much better there. <laughs> um, texter here says, other cities are sending their homeless to Chattanooga via van. Notice the homeless with brand new suitcases. They are sending them here, and we should investigate what cities are doing this and have a conversation about it. Uh, As long as Chattanooga continues to build bigger and nicer facilities to house the homeless, more and more are going to come here. Well, we're not building more. No, but I will. that, that, That part is true. But I will say this just talking to homeless people as I had over the years. They said Chattanooga was a lot better than a whole lot of places. So for better, for worse, uh, a lot of people did come to Chattanooga because I don't know if it was more welcoming, accommodating, meals, or whatever. But a lot of people told me that, homeless people told me that, that Chattanooga was a good place to go. They said 
better than Atlanta and better than a lot of other places. Well, the text air says, as long as Chattanooga continues to build bigger and nicer facilities to house the homeless, more and more of them will come here. It's like advertising. Come to Chattanooga. We'll take care of you. That's another reason that communities, that the homeless community continues to grow. The the word of mouth was, was that, was that, that Chattanooga was, like I said, you may hate that, you may love that. But that that's the vibe I got, and, and it wasn't just one or two people that told me that over the years. But this is, you know, Jim, when we talk about homeless relocation uh, programs, th- well, this right. is... That's, that's no solution. It, it, this is, it's nothing new, and it's never been a solution. And in fact, the Guardian newspaper, the British newspaper, the Guardian, they did this fantastic uh, in-depth study, analysis, of America's homeless relocation programs. They published this uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017. And I'm just reading here a couple of excerpts from that analysis. In an 18-month investigation, The Guardian conducted the first detailed analysis of the United States homeless relocation programs, compiling a database of around 34,000 journeys and analyzing their effects on cities and people. The problem was most severe in the West, where rates of homelessness are skyrocketing in a number of major cities, and where states like California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington have some of the highest rates of per capita homelessness. But these are also the states where homeless relocation programs are concentrated. Using public records, the Guardian obtained data from 16 cities and counties that give homeless people free bus tickets to live elsewhere. So cities and communities all around the United States have been doing this for decades, simply buying bus tickets or plane tickets for homeless people, sending them somewhere else. Where do they often send them? To the West Coast, places like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Why send them there? The weather's nice, number one. Uh, Then when they arrive there, they just contribute to the homeless population there. In cities like San Francisco and L.A., they take them and put them on a bus to, say, Portland, Oregon. Once they arrive there, what does Portland do with them? Send them to Seattle. They put them on a bus to Seattle. (laughs) We used to send them to Atlanta and Huntsville. And then what's ironic, Jim, is that the rest of America complains about the homeless population in the cities. You know, you get these yahoos uh, who are not familiar with the problem. They're, they're complaining, you know, the long view complaint. People say, ah, the homelessness problem, it's out of control in Seattle and San Francisco. And Well, yeah, if we stopped bussing all of our homeless people to those cities, uh, maybe the homelessness problem wouldn't be out of control. They're then taking their homeless and sending them to other cities. I think it would. Well, I mean, that goes back to what I was saying before. Any major city in the world where you have a big population and a high cost of living, you're going to have homelessness anyway. Yeah, it just seems like it's it's growing. And and again, I just got back from Los Angeles a month ago. That's that's insane. Two six seven one zero two three. Bill is on line one. Bill, welcome. Hey guys, how we doing? I hate to call again this week, but I just want to tell you, I, I used to work with a group. I, I was a certified EMT, and some nurses and other people. We would go. We would go to homeless camps, and they're they huh. are everywhere. They're they're in, believe yes. it or not, there's homeless camps in Ultawa. There's homeless camps in Hickson. No question. In downtown Chattanooga, but it just got to the point to where it was truly too dangerous for us to go in just to give first aid to people, just to just to. Uh, you know, if someone had a, a, a bad infection to, 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 you know, try to go in and help people because these people, 
and, and I and I don't mind. I have no problem saying these people, and uh, uh, because you know it, it got to the point again. Uh, you know how, well, how much money you got? That's what they want. Give me money. Give me money, and 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 I want cigarettes, and I want beer, and I want I want this. I want drugs. I want I want this, and I want that. And it's like, no, that's not what we're doing here. Right. You know, you you you're you're you know you you have a terrible cut on your hand. It looks like uh, you know. Uh, we will give you, you know, nurses. We will give you a tetanus shot. No, I don't want a tetanus shot. I want some. I want. I want. I want a boat. I want yeah. some beer. I want. I want some cigarettes. You know, uh, give me some donuts and things like that. <clears throat> and 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 I got to know some of these homeless people. And you know, if you see a guy on a backpack, most of the time yep. I shouldn't say most of the time. If you see a guy yep. who looks homeless and he's on a backpack and he has a bicycle, he's the upper echelon of the homeless people around. And and um. <laughs> I know that that's that's kind of cruel to say, but that's how it is. No, no, you're and, right. And another thing too, I, right. I really think that uh, that that Yahoo from from uh, from San Francisco does not need to call anywhere else and talk about uh, the homeless uh, situation because uh, San Francisco, as Brian as you would as you have said, is one of the worst that there is. And uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about the thing. But but when you go into these and I go into these camps. And and the it is so foul and and, and you know people don't care they they defecate urinate wherever they want to uh, I mean you know and uh, and and there's there's always a hierarchy in those camps you need to understand that too there's there's somebody there's some bully there who's in charge who is taken over and he's going to be in charge until the next bully comes in I've seen um, I've seen that one one other thing you know um, one other thing I'd like to address what Sterling said the 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 sailor he wasn't on the Virginia he was on the West Virginia and let me tell you something he was one of the first African Americans that ever received the Navy Cross and he he damn well deserved it and he the uh, uh, if you remember the story Pearl Harbor the guy that Cuba Gooding Cuba yeah Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. that yes. he he kind of he kind of was based on that and he sure did he learned how to shoot the fifty caliber. And he he not only brought down one plane, he brought down three planes that day. Mm. And 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 he deserved he he got the Navy Cross and he deserved it. And I think he needs to be celebrated for that. But anyway, like I said, I, I just um, I, you know I don't know what to do about the homeless people. And people say, well, nobody you know, does. Um, uh, the ones that <sighs> the ones that are on the far right say, well, they're all there because they want to be. The ones on the far left say, no, no, they're there because they have nowhere else to go. It is somewhere. You know, you have sure. you have the right page, the huh? left page. A lot of those people are in in the crease there. You know, nobody they, they, nobody Bill knows what to do with, about it. Nobody does. Nobody has a solution to this because it's not a problem that can be solved. It can't be solved. It can be addressed. Hey, you know, do we have uh, do we have some soup kitchens? Do we have homeless shelters? Do we have programs in place that can at least assist people? Well, but you're not going to solve it. No, you're not. I'm 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 someone very wise said the poor will always be with us. The, the question you have to ask, I think, and we addressed it a little bit, mo- do you want to be a great place for the homeless or do you want to be a terrible place for the homeless? Do you want to actually help these people, which what will happen, attract more? Or do you want to be cruel so they don't want to come here? Mm. I mean, seriously, that's that's where you go. And again, if, if they were a big voting block, they would have a, a larger right. voice. But they're not. Texter here says, now this is some good insight, as the mother of a sometimes homeless son with mental issues. When he's off his meds, he's homeless. 
I would love to see some help for my son when he needs it. A lot of these people do have mental health problems, so let's start with help for the mentally ill. I've been trying for 20 years to get this guy help. That's where we need to start. He has been diagnosed with every mental illness there is. I had to go on the show Intervention. He went to West Palm Beach, Florida and got the correct diagnosis, but we live here, so now we're back to square one. Mental health help is a joke in our area. I wouldn't argue that. The the gray area is, are there people out there that can work and don't want to work? Right. Sure. Someone someone that has mental health issues, I don't know of anyone anywhere that says, let's not help that person. Right. That person needs help, and I think we, I go to the old Jeffersonian, the, the role of my opinion, and Thomas Jefferson's opinion, the role of government to do what, what the private sector cannot do or will not do. And, and I think to help the, the mentally ill, yes, that is an obligation that we as society certainly have. So I think we should start there. And I'm, I'm with that person. We should start there because I think everyone can agree upon those people, quote-unquote, those people do indeed need help and deserve help.